Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of The Pilot's Pandemic. You're here with Emma and Maddie. Hey guys, happy new year. Yes, very happy new year. And I, we were supposed to talk about our new year's goals, but let's be honest, Emma doesn't have any. I don't have any. Maddie, do you have any new year's goals? So typically I usually make like a long new year's goal. Like I'm someone who's like, I'm going to really put myself to the test. So last year's goal was to do 300 workouts in 365 days. And I finished that literally on December 31st was my 300th workout. So queen. I know like, so I like to have like year long goals cause they help me, um, stay consistent. And the year before that I did 50 States in one year. So Jesse and I, in 2020, we went to all 50 States in one year, uh, which was wild. But this year I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm thinking one of the ideas I had was like 33 books, read 33 books in one year. Cause I'm 33. So I think I might do that, but this last couple of days, I've just been reading, trying to read like 20 pages a day. So we'll, we'll see if I can get you. to, I think I can get to the 33 books in one year though. I feel like if you find the right books, it's easy. Like I'm, if, if you give me the right book, I get addicted. It's like binge watching a, like a series for me, but I yeah. feel better about it. It's a much healthier habit. And also, I don't know, you just, you can kind of read anywhere and it kind of makes you feel better than everyone else. <laughs> You're like, I'm smart. I'm I smart. Books. Look, I'm <laughs> collegiate. Okay. <laughs> I'm classy. I'm collegiate. I'm cool. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a new year's goal, but I think yours is good. Yours have a, a definite theme to them. You show up for yourself, which is commendable because I feel like you have to be your best friend. Like you have to be your biggest advocate and that there's no way in hell that I could have worked out, like made myself work out every single day of the year. I, like I, I just made it like attainable. So I was like, okay, a workout for me counts as like walking for 30 minutes. Everything had to be at least 30 minutes. So either yoga, walking, uh, sports, like playing tennis, anything that I would like do, but in but also makes you move. I was like that it's will still count as a workout. Cause I knew like, I wasn't going to be able to do like resistance training style workout every day. I got you. I see. And I like that. I see, I, I need to live by that logic because I walk, but I, I'm never like, I did a good thing. I never tell myself I did a good thing, which is probably bad. Should probably Ooh. like give myself a little bit more love for getting out the house. You should. I totally just read an article this morning. Uh, I think it was like CNBC. They they said you know even if you're overweight, like don't look at exercise as a weight loss thing. Like look at it as like good for your health because there are so many benefits. Even if you're overweight and working out and you're not losing you know twenty pounds like everybody always wants to, it still overall improves your quality of life and longevity which was like my whole point of doing the 300. I called it the 300 club, but that was my whole point of doing it. It was just for quality of life. It's probably a little, it feels probably natural to you because you were a student athlete for so long. So long is that, that's my guess. Yeah. And then I was a personal trainer. So I mean, yeah, I just like moving. 
my boyfriend, he can like, he, he loves working out. Like, I feel like it's second nature to him just because he was an athlete his whole entire life. So when he's not working out, he cannot, he can't, he can't stand it. I feel like he really thoroughly like loves and enjoys doing it. Me on the other hand, I love Peloton. We've talked about that, I think. Um, but I, I honestly, who can afford one? My old gym had one. <laughs> Don't go to that gym anymore. Cause like all I was doing was the Peloton. So I was like, why am I paying for a gym membership? You know what I mean? So, you know, eventually maybe when I have big girl money, I'll get a Peloton. Everyone's like, you can like finance it with zero AARP or whatever the hell. <laughs> like, I'm like down. zero down payment. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Still don't have space for a Peloton now. <laughs> And then if I get it, I'm going to feel obligated to ride it, which is another stressor. So let's not do that. Yeah, let's not. Uh, Well, I mean, is there anything else that, uh, oh, did you watch anything cool? Like over, well, did you do anything for New Year's? I had some friends up from Seattle and we just stayed at home, did a little like charcuterie board, um, drank board. Yeah, the charcuterie. Um, and then we, we went out to a brewery that's literally right across the street from our house, but we stayed, uh, inside for the most part, cause it's cold as hell. I got you. I didn't do anything. I fell asleep at like 11 o'clock <laughs> before new year's. I, I was watching heartland. <laughs> Have you that's, seen that show on Netflix? I haven't, but that is something I would do if Jesse wasn't home. Like I would just go to bed probably at nine, but I, I ca- did the countdown. I was like, okay, 50 minutes till midnight. 40 minutes, oh my 30 God. minutes. I'm and then it hit midnight and I was like, <laughs> bedtime, baby. Yeah, because you're you're an early snoozer and an early riser. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, I like I thought about it that night. I was like, I wonder if Maddie's gonna stay up till midnight because when I went to sleep, you're like three hours behind me. So I was like, she's still got a long ways to go. <laughs> God bless, Manny. I'll you know, be with you in your dreams. <laughs> I pat myself on my back for staying up that late, girl. I'm surprised you went cool. to bed before yeah I know because I'm normally the one that stays up late but recently I've been falling asleep early like I mean I get into bed and at 10 30 I'm like I'm falling asleep watching my show I've never been like that I am not that person like but something I don't know if the moon shifted something's changed um but I'm falling asleep really early and I'm actually waking up very early but I feel good So maybe that's going to be my new year's resolution is like trying to like get into better habits, like going to sleep earlier, waking Mm -hmm. up earlier. Cause uh, I don't know. I feel like you're a little bit more productive when you do that. I like being awake when the sun's up. It helps me stay more productive. Like as soon as the sun goes down, I'm like, all right, I don't need to do anything else. But the sun is going down at like freaking four o'clock. So that's why I wake up early. Yeah, it is kind of depressing, man. Like, not even gonna lie. I know a lot of people listening probably feel that like winter is hard for people. I know for me, it is so hard after I mean, after the holidays, I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, no. I mean, it'd be one thing if I lived or which I live decently close to being able to like go ski, but the mountains here are small. And then we've, we've received no snow in North Carolina. It actually snowed yesterday, but the day before it was 70 degrees. So they're making snow up there, but they can barely keep it on the mountain. 
Yeah. So it's not worth it. And like, if you don't have a winter sport or something you enjoy doing during the winter or nothing pretty to look at, it is just a drag. It's just a big fat drag. We got, (sighs) I remember sending that uh, like last week I sent you all that snow that we got like, you know, six inches. It's all gone now. It's totally just melted away. (laughs) It looked, it looked gorgeous while it was there. It was. It was very gorgeous beautiful. while it lasts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're just going to hop in to the topic for this week's episode, which I'm sorry, guys, this one, you know, we try and be super serious, but this one's just kind of a giggle. Um, and I know everyone by now has already seen the video, already heard about this, but we kind of wanted to talk about it because it I feel like it is involved with social media heavily and then how social media carries over to kind of the mental health aspect. So we're just going to dive right in. So Trevor Jacobs allegedly crashed his plane for YouTube videos. Um, Obviously, we don't know the full scope of the details, but we do know the word on the street is that he this is all like he he made it up. He crashed his plane, allegedly he crashed his plane intentionally. Um, I guess Trevor is a former Olympic snowboarder. And I mean, I've never heard of this kid. Like up until today, I've never heard of this kid. Yeah, I mean, I haven't either. And it's just interesting because I had never heard of someone crashing their plane for for views or for likes or for followers and obviously he's making money off this because I think he had a lot of followers before so uh on his YouTube he is making money off this uh alleged faked crash but a little guy he left guys so I'm Maddie I I hate to cut you off but this (laughs) is a little tidbit I've watched this video a few times just like clips and pieces of it but right before we started recording me and Maddie kind of sat down and like watched it I watched it again he left like a spot, like it's a sponsored video. Yeah. So he had like a little hit for like the wallet or whatever. For the wallet. Yeah. Thanks for sponsoring this video. I don't know what I would do without this wallet. Like, okay, bro. Right after he flashes like his friend's ashes in the Ziploc bag. I know in the Ziploc like, baggie, like hmm. what the hell's going on there? Like that's a whole other situation, but Maddie, I'll just let you get back to the facts and we'll unpack all of that <laughs> later. But like, I just, this yeah. is so iconic anyway there's so many pieces to this puzzle Puzzle. but uh just a little background so you guys know who trevor jacob is like emma said he was a former olympic athlete a snowboarder so a 28 year old white male um and he has so just like with his background in snowboarding it's kind of like he has this predisposition for adrenaline chasing that's kind of the assumption that i've made um he's originally from california he's also not the first person to film a plane crash on a gopro for social media um and so me and emma just wanted to cover this topic because we think mental health kind of does come into play and we do think social media does have an effect on your mental health so that was another reason we wanted to cover this yeah, I'm, yeah, there's two people. And I mean, all of this guys, like, we're not, you know what I mean? This is allegedly, all allegedly, but we're kind of going off of some articles and some takes that we've read. But I'm just gonna, Maddie, do you want to touch on the article by the desktop aviator? Oh, yeah. General okay. synopsis. So I follow this Instagram 
uh, account. It's called at the desktop aviator. I don't know the person personally, but I do like his blog post that he posts. He or she, I'm I'm assuming it's a man, but I don't know for sure. So um, Most of them are. yeah. So I'm gonna just read that article, and then M is gonna kind of break down the red flags that this pilot broke down because I really liked what he said. So the first one. The first little synopsis is on December 23rd, 2021, YouTuber Trevor Jacob posted a video titled, I crashed my plane, (laughs) uh, which makes me crack up even more. I crashed my plane, but also this is a tribute to his friend who died. In the video, Trevor states that he is flying over the Sierra Nevada mountains in order to spread his best friend's ashes. After a couple of minutes of flying, Trevor announces that he had an engine failure and within 15 seconds concludes that he has no safe place to land without any effort to make any radio calls or turn the aircraft around trevor decides his best course of action is to bail from the plane and safely land on the ground with his parachute end quote so emma give us your hot take on this general synopsis everything about this is just so wrong the, the ziploc baggie with the ashes in it the just the smiling i just <clears throat> but other than those things okay let's look at like just the flying aspect. So he's buzzing along. He's looking like he's having a good time. He's got his buddy out in the plastic bag, um, shaking it around for the camera, having a great time. And you can tell that like, he he's in the mountains obviously, but there are low areas and you can see kind of stretches of land that are barren. Obviously I'm not an expert guys, but so the first, the first thing, first things first, engine goes out. There's no squawk code. Like there, it doesn't look like there's any attempt to squawk. It doesn't look like there's any attempt to maintain best glide speed. They, there's like no checklist. So right then and there, I'm like, bro, he, he didn't take any of the steps that you would make, which you're taught to make in the event of an actual emergency, which just kind of makes me feel a little even more sus about this whole entire thing, because it's like, if you were genuinely scared, right, about something happening to you, or crashing your plane or having an emergency, the first thing you would want to do is like announce that you're having an emergency. So immediately squawking 7700 and contacting ATC, telling them and declaring that you have an emergency. That way they know where you are. Um, I mean, that's like the biggest one for me, the biggest red flag for me, the first one. Yeah. And even you just saying that just made me be like, well, you know, if, if you were, cause we don't know that how many hours Trevor has. So like, let's say he's just like a new, new aviation, like under 300 hours. Do you think ATC would try to help him find like a place to land? You know, like, would they suggest, Hey, there's this, you know, s- flat area to land just in case you don't see it. Like if you were like, Hey, I, I, do, I don't see any place where I could land. I mean, I don't, I don't know if what ATC, I've never had to like declare an emergency or have an emergency type situation. I don't feel like in that situation, they would, I mean, I guess if you ask for step-by-step guidance, they would try to help you as much as they possibly can. I will say that I feel like ATC is going to help you in an emergency situation as much as they can, but I don't know how far away he was from the airport. If that airport did have air traffic control, like depending on all of those situations, but also on a perfectly clear VFR day, like all you have to do is swivel your head to try and find a place. And like, 
he's flying and you can see behind him where like he could have turned around and attempted to glide like he's going further into the mountains it looks like um and gaining more altitude and where he was at he looked he had a lot of altitude like he had a lot of altitude he's in a really small plane um i mean really like i said all you have to do is like look around um that's the other thing you do like i mean in that step process like the first thing you do is pick a place to land and you're not supposed to waste time with that once you've paced like once you've picked a place to land you need to take the steps to land um there was no like it didn't look like he looked around at all like the engine stops and he just starts trying to open up the door um so yeah yeah that's... that was kind of one of the things that I was thinking about too like just watching it even with my limited flying time probably only flown like two hours with my husband at the most but I realized like he's always told me okay so if you were flying and you were by yourself you would need to be looking at all times for a place to land and so like even me I was like why isn't he looking for a place to land it just seems like he's like okay I'm landing my plane in Sierra Nevadas. Yeah. It was just like his own checklist for what he was going to do. Well, it's, it's a preconceived freaking plan. Like, dude, like he, I, I mean, there's one part and I'm not very familiar with this type of airplane, but I mean, right before like the engine cuts out, it already looks like the doors open. So that's the other weird thing is like, I, there's just so much suspicion surrounding this like the other weird red flag is so he jumps out of the plane and everyone's seen the infamous just like him holding he grabs his gopro and jumps out of the plane and is like looking at his gopro but then after the plane crashes he manages to go to the plane and recover his gopros like the last thing I would I mean well I guess if you were trying to like have the evidence for the crash I guess you would go get the GoPros but just the whole the whole thing is kind of suspicious I know some people were saying that it looked like he intentionally didn't film one part of the aircraft to try and I guess hide that maybe there was a place to land or to see him messing with the controls but again that is all allegedly yeah I think that was a big thing of why people thought that this was like a fake crash is because he never showed the controls of the plane like his editing even in his editing that's why it made every everyone so suspect they're like uh like all of these things are adding up to look like it's fake yeah I was just the the hmm. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah. And because it's so expensive, like we know he has money, obviously, if he's a former Olympian, I'm sure he has endorsements and all types of things, but it is indicative to me of like the dark side of social media. Like there's so many things on social media where people are doing super risky behavior just to be seen or viewed as cool. So it's not the first time that we've seen this type of behavior. And I mean, 
it's weird because a few months back you had pointed out um david lesh who was the one who crashed his plane into the ocean i think that was in mm-hmm. california too wasn't it Off yeah california so yeah. it's like kind of is like did he did uh trevor jacob see that and he was like hmm, i'm gonna try this too because i feel like once these behaviors become like more normalized and people start doing them more yeah i don't understand what the overlap is with like snow sports and these people who like fly like they're they're in snow sports but they're also pilots but i don't understand i mean honestly again all of this is allegedly but the david lesh david leash thing is really really weird if i know a bunch of people have seen that video but and it really is kind of all still up in the air i guarantee you talk to a lot of people who are like no there's no way he would have made that up but there are a lot of people that have their suspicions but when I think about situations like this, the first thing I think about is decision-making, which is heavily involved in like the decision-making process behind the, the event of an emergency. But it's like a term that we use all the time in aviation, but this definitely could be an example of maybe social media affecting somebody's ability to make decision-making. And this is just a really, really dramatic example of it. I mean, simply put, this is probably for likes. I, I talk to people all the time who, who make these videos and you're like, why would somebody make that video? And I'm not talking like shit, like crashing your plane into the mountain, but just really goofy, bizarre videos. And when you ask them, like, why, like, why would you make something like that? A lot of the times these people's responses, oh, well, I wanted to go viral. Oh, well, I want to be famous. And with platforms like TikTok making fame, like so easily accessible, it's important to recognize the impact and effect that these platforms can create. Um, I mean, I know everyone listening has probably made a decision based off of something that you saw on social media, whether it was a product that you saw on Instagram, an influencer, or and you purchased it, or a tutorial you followed. Like that's oh, how simple it can be. Like everyone can be influenced by social media. So to me, this reads like somebody who probably garnered a lot of popularity at one point in time and was trying to seek attention. Like I said, I've never heard of this guy. Who is Trevor Jacobs? I've never heard of him. Um <laughs> Sometimes that need for attention can literally spiral out of control and become its own illness. Yeah, I mean, and just the the endorsements, like I was just thinking about how I bought this bathing suit off online on social media because this girl looked really good and I was like, ooh, I want that. But I totally got duped, dude. The I didn't even get the bathing suit and I messaged her and I was like so um I bought this bathing suit because you were wearing it and you look at it and she's like oh let me contact the seller and the seller freaking shut down shop so Oof. you have to remember like even the people who are these ambassadors endorsing a brand sometimes that like that deal that they have is not really even there they're just doing it like you said kind of like for clout they're like the more endorsements they have the better they look even if the endorsements are not even even though they're bad it's like a bad agreement I'm like dude that's the last time I trust like someone with a lot of followers about their ambassadorships you know like you gotta actually vet the ambassadorship yourself so social media can do you dirty man Mm -hmm. so there was a post on it's like the it's a mental health 
like a mental health website, but it's the website is mentalhealth.org.uk. And there was a sort of an article, but more like a blog post posted on there. And it said, quote, the urge to check one's social media may be linked to both instant gratification, aka the need to experience fast, short-term pleasure and dopamine production, the chemical the brain associates with reward and pleasure. The desire for that hit of dopamine coupled with the failure to gain instant gratification may prompt users to constantly refresh their social media feeds, or in this case, do something completely crazy and freaking dramatic. <laughs> yeah, crash their plane into the side of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, we had said this before, but both of the people who allegedly did these fake plane crashes were into snow sports. So one was Trevor Jacob, an Olympic snowboarder, and then David Lesh was a uh, pro skier. So they have this like predisposition to adrenaline seeking. And so I think in their minds, it was like, this is not really a big deal. This is like another adventure for me. Um, so they just needed to that dopamine, that adrenaline rush. And that's why they did it. So yeah, one yeah. of the articles from university of Maryland, they did a study also on social media and like kind of its effects on adolescents, but I think this can carry over to adults as well. So the quote here says, in order to satiate the craving for dopamine activation, adolescents or adults may pursue peer approval by collecting concrete evidence they think represents being accepted. So social media could achieve this goal as it is built around people demonstrating their approval through likes, favorites, and followers. The combination of adolescent impulsivity due to a still developing prefrontal cortex with the increased dopamine activation sensitivity to peer responses may make adolescents more susceptible to engaging in risky behavior in the first place, and then more compelled to post about it later to gain the gratification of positive social media responses so even though this says adolescence I think it's good that we point that out for younger younger aviators but also like I don't know if there's enough studies on social media and its effects on just the general population I think we're still learning the negativity behind it there's both positive and negative um, things to social media but I think that it has a lot of psychological effects, a lot of negative psychological effects. And I think those have kind of been highlighted as we've been told to stay home with the pandemic and we have less and less real life interaction with people. Yeah. I mean, and the social media is just always changing. Like with TikTok, I feel, I mean, think about a time before TikTok. Like it's hard to think about a time before TikTok. And because of it, social media has changed so much. Look at all the, the amount of famous people that we now have after yeah. 2019 from TikTok. So it, it's always, it's always changing. And like you said, Maddie, I really don't feel like there are enough studies on this, but there should be. But one of the studies you found labeled social media culture can, oh, I'm like, I just like, I'm like, I'm reading. I'm not. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Sometimes I just like, I, when I listen to these episodes, I really feel bad for some of y'all. You're probably out there thinking like this girl cannot read, but seriously, when you're talking so much and then you're like flipping back and forth, I'm like, I, my brain just goes dead. Sometimes I, I can't yeah. understand it. can't understand <laughs> it. But in one of the studies you found labeled social media culture can encourage risky and inappropriate posting behavior, 
found that impulsiveness is predictive of online risk-taking behaviors. But in this additional research with Brit with the British and Italian with British and Italian young adults highlighted that the that the high self-monitoring, monitoring, or adapting behavior in line with the perceived social norms was equally predictive of posting risky content, which Dr. White says could mean that young people think it's the best way to behave. And I see that all the time. Like there, you see one person doing something, they get a bunch of likes and that might be out of your comfort zone. And now all of a sudden you're doing it because- you're following a trend. Um, and now like we're becoming less and less conservative as a society, which is really, really great, but it does mean that we're starting to see more risky behavior. Um, and I really think it depends on what kind of person you are when it comes to super impulsive tendencies. So I like, I'm not making an assumption. I'm a young person. I feel like I do have good impulse control, but that is something to think about when we're talking about this or we're talking about David Leash or, or just people who do crazy shit and post it on social media. To me, it's, I don't know why you would ever post something like this. You it's know what I mean? Like, um, it's almost like a narcissistic behavior because you know, like that quote was basically saying like, even though that these people know that it's impulsive and not right, because they've seen it so much, it makes it okay. In their mind, yeah. they don't think that it's wrong anymore. Even though there is kind of that cue there that's like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this. We see it often on TikTok with all the challenges. Like the there's a few young kids who have died from that blackout challenge where they are supposed to hold their breath until they literally pass out. Well, they kill themselves that way. And I feel like these kids, when their parents are like, oh, they were such a good kid and I don't know why they did this. It's just that impulsive behavior is now, it seems culturally normative, like that socially normative where you're just like, it's not a big deal. And that's the hard part about social media is it, it changes the minds of these people using it often to where they do things they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. I mean, we see it all the time with like politics. I think politics right now is heavily influenced by social media. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, it would be naive to ignore the fact that social media sways your opinion. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. We all are guilty of it. Just like you said, with the bathing suit, I'll never forget. I, like right in the beginning of TikTok, everyone, I saw people taking pre-workout instead of mixing it with water, they just take the scoop and dump oh, it dry, in their mouth. Yeah. Dry scoop. Yeah. Dry scooping. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> your girl did that and your girl almost died. I mean, when I, I've never choked before until that very moment, it was as oh bad as like the cinnamon. Remember the cinnamon challenge? and how uh, a bunch of yes, there were like kids yes. that died from the cinnamon challenge because you suffocate like you cannot yeah. breathe um I think you like but, asphyxiate your lungs with the powder and then dude yeah, oh my god but see just trends like that it's just like oh my god it's so stupid like looking back I'm like that was so stupid like I even in the moment when I was doing it I was like this is really freaking dumb I'm like coughing there's like powder flying all over my car so you did it without water? <laughs> no, no I didn't. water. I had water, but when I put it into my mouth, like immediately it hit the back of my throat and I coughed and it was just like, then I started gagging and I couldn't breathe because 
the like coughing and then the immediate sucking action of the air yeah it like- brought it all into my throat and now my throat my throat was like lacquered in powder and I could <laughs> not breathe <laughs> I was terrible. chugging the aquafina like oh my god like this is it banging <laughs> on the window I'm like <gasps> you're like I need life alert no literally <laughs> another reason why I should just not even go to the fucking gym like <laughs> I should not be allowed. Like, I I swear to God, sometimes I just pre-workout is just because I like the way it tastes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I just want the jack sour treat. Feeling. I like the energy boost it gives you because you're just like, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. But um, I'm I'm definitely not gonna freaking dry scoop my my pre-workout. <laughs> don't don't ever do it, guys. Like, this is just a PSA. I don't know. I see people doing it all the time, and if if you can do it, you know my hat's off for you because you're built different, but Emma, she's, I'm not built like that. You know, I'm really not. Um, (laughs) but moving on. So like when we, I I don't know, I'm like, I'm dying thinking about that right now. Like I'm having like, like my throat's closing up. Yes. Trauma. (laughs) have PTSD. Yeah. But as we wrap up the end of this episode, I kind of wanted to touch on just like we are talking about social media, but you guys all know that I am not really the best when it comes to social media. I'm not active on social media and there are a lot of different reasons for that, but one of them being just like all this, like the toxic influence that you receive from social media and social media gives you such an expectation. What we're talking about right now with like the likes and that this person could have potentially done this for likes. And I think we all are guilty of sometimes not feeling good enough or not feeling like our best self because we posted something and it didn't do as good as we wanted it to. And sometimes that stress and that anxiety and that expectation can like mount up. And for me, it was just like mounting up and I had to get off social media. I regret taking so much time off of social media, but it was one of the best things I could have ever done for myself. Not having that expectation of, oh my God, I have to take a picture of this or, oh my God, I have to take a video of that is honestly so freeing. I mean, you guys probably don't want to hear this, but if I didn't have to have social media, I wouldn't. Um, if I could just make the podcast every single week and put it out, I would, I would not have social media, but that's kind of how the world works these days. Everything is social media based. And I think a lot of the way we communicate now is social media based, which is so toxic because you have so many people sitting behind screens saying things to people and To them, it doesn't amount to anything, but to the person receiving it, it could mean like everything and it could ruin somebody's month, week, day. It doesn't matter, but it kind of sucks. So I don't know. I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit because I... I I think it's interesting to see like these trends in social media and to see people making memes about all this kind of stuff because... I don't know if, if you really break down the science behind it, it's very neat. And I recommend that kind of everyone, like if you're feeling like, if you get on your phone and you check social media and you get off of social media and you feel worse, please take a break. Like, please take a break. I know how addicting it can be. Like 
I know just from TikTok, scrolling TikTok for hours, like you can fall into these awful patterns. Like it's so hard, but I promise just step away from the phone. Like you walk a lot, Maddie. When I go on a walk, I leave my phone at the house. Like, and it feels so good to just detach from that a little bit because we get really wrapped up in, in this almost, it's, it's like this second life online. And I really don't feel like it's healthy. You guys need to be in reality every now and then. Um, I know for me, if I don't do that, it's, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in, in social media that we don't realize that people are people anymore. And, you know, Emma and I have this conversation all the time. Like we do have our online life, but we're very different from online to real life. Like we're not going to have as big of a filter when you meet us in real life. And I think that's kind of the thing now with social media that I'm seeing is like, you don't even want to have a misstep because people will come after you. And I mean, the, a lot of people will cyber bully you come into your DMS and, and they do that because they know no one's going to see it. And if you go and repost what they said, you're kind of doing the same thing they're doing. You're basically mirroring their behavior. Um, so I've had people come into my DMS and say shitty things to me. And honestly, guys, I do want to point this out because I don't receive a lot of hate from any women. I've never had a woman come to my DMs and be like, I don't like what you're doing, or you spelled this wrong, or your content isn't good, like never. And if I have had a woman do anything to me, they always do it through men. They'll, They'll go and get the men to do it. So if you're a man listening to this, just, you know, take that cue. And, and do with it what you will. But I will say that most of the people that have given me grief have all been white males, which is upsetting because I'm like, why? What's the point? Yeah. When I think about posting on social media, like back to what I was saying earlier, when I think about posting on social media, I never think about how it's going to be, be perceived by a woman. I always think about how it's going to per- be perceived by a man. I'm like, is this corny? Um, and is this spelled right? Because I, and it's never, when I think about that energy, I never associate it with being a woman because it never is. It is always a man. And I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to say that. Like, I mean, more than 50% of our listenership is male. male. Yeah. And we love you guys. And we're not saying this is all of you, but what is the trend there? Like, I'm really confused why it feels like all of a sudden, men just despise women for some reason. I mean, we take one misstep and it's like, y'all are, it's, it's like fun. It's like entertaining for y'all to be the first one there to bring us freaking down. It's like, why, 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 why? And it, and I feel like for us, it's a little bit more highlighted because aviation is male dominated. So obviously most of our listenership is male. Obviously most of the people who engage with our content is male because aviation is predominantly male. Um, so there's really no escaping that. And guys, we're not complaining. We're not playing the victim, but it is interesting to see it because it's not only on our pages. I mean, I see it all over social media trends across TikTok, where it's just like the only people that hate on women, the majority of people who hate on women are men. It's a lot of the time it's not other women. And, and granted, there can be really awful women. Y'all are out there. But 
<laughs> for the most more, part like they're just better at not saying anything like they keep it to themselves for some reason and and I like that women are not attacking women we're here to build women up um so if you are a male you know just know like women are getting enough hate in their dms that you're not seeing like you don't need to tell us to yeah for real well that kind of wraps up our opinions on social media i think it was we've we've kind of wanted to talk about social media for a while now because it is something that's really prevalent for us i mean a lot of our life is spent on social media doing for stuff for social media i know right now i haven't made a reel in like a month and i'm like oh my god i have to make a reel and it's like i sit back and i look at myself and i'm like girl there are way bigger things in this world that you should be stressing out about like than a real a real is not that important and if and i'm saying this to everyone if social media affects your life in that way you need to take a break you need to step back because there are things in your life that are way more pressing than the life that you have on your little screen um you know Obviously, I want y'all to be active on social media because I want you to engage with our content. But at the same time, like I'm here to give it to you straight. Like social media isn't that great. Like, I mean, I know myself, like it's not necessarily fun for me sometimes to create the content that I that I have to create, but it is the the name of the game, the groove of the ocean. But that doesn't mean that you constantly have to do it, guys. Like there is no obligation. Um, just like there is no obligation to listen to this podcast every week. There, you have no obligation to do anything. Like you're just do what makes you happy. Do day to day what makes you happy. If something isn't making you happy, get it out of your life. Yeah, I think like one of the best ways to use social media is to actually meet up with these people in real life because I think that is the most positive thing that's happened for me with social media is actually meeting the people that I've met online. So me and Emma met up, what was that, in October? Did we meet October? up in October? I, it was October, yes. Yeah, yes. like end of October, I went over to North Carolina and met up with Emma and then uh, Joe Monjean, the pilot nutritionist, and we had such a great time. And now we're like sisters for life, but (gasps) I know I'm like, I'm sad. We don't live closer. I know. And I, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to come back too, but I've done that with a lot of people online and made like lasting friendships guys. So I think if that's one thing you take away from social media is actually to make IRL in real life friends with these people and don't just keep them at that technology distance where they're just someone through a computer screen. Yeah. And I mean, don't drink too much of my haterade. Like guys, I'm, 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 I'm eternally grateful for what social media has given me. I mean, if it weren't for social media, I would not have this platform. We would not have all the signatures that we have on the air medical reform petition. Like we would not have the advocacy and the support for pilots that we have right now. But, um, you know, it's always good to sit back and take a break. But like Maddie said, if meet these people in real life, like seriously, I have met so many wonderful, incredible people over social media, Maddie, like my co-host, good friend, like I, there, there is good, there is bad, but that is kind of just everything with life. So take it how you want to take it and leave what you don't like. (laughs) Okay, so with that, with those wise words from our guru, um, let's get into 
fun questions. We can end on kind of like a lighter note. Um, so Emma, this question's for you first. Do you play video games and what kind of games if you do? So I don't, I'm not like, I'm not into that. I've never dated anyone who was like played Xbox or the, you know, just games in general. But I will say if I have the opportunity, like growing up, I had a Wii. Um, I feel like everyone around my age, Gen Gen Zers, um, and, and millennials, we all had the Wii and, you know, we had the GameCube when I was really little, that was fun. I liked the Tony Hawk games. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I totally but, forgot about that game. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, dude, the soundtrack and just the aesthetic. It's, it's a, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good time, but if I'm going to play a video game, because I've been really considering getting an Xbox because there is one game that I have an absolute affinity for and it is the lego indiana jones in the lego star wars games oh god oh my gosh they are so fun like i it just it's mm, it's so satisfying the little clinking with the little like you you walk up to something and you break it and then it'll like bust open and coins will come out everywhere and then when you collect it like i i don't even know like i sound I sound strange right now, but there's something so addictively good and satisfying about the Lego games. I love yeah. them. I don't think I've ever played them, but it sounds like similar to like Mario Kart-ish or tennis or something like similar to that because- Yeah, it's kind of like Minecraft. I don't know. Oh, like okay. that's the, it's, yeah. it's kind of like that. Um, They're they're more like attainable. See, I can't do like the Call of Duty and all of that. I'm, I'm sorry, but- why am I going to sit down and do something that's going to stress me out even more? You know what I mean? Those games, I guess they're fun for boys, but for me, I'm like, that's a lot of anxiety and stress because I get too wrapped up into things. Is So is your Lego game a 3D game? Because I have, being a millennial, like I grew up with 2D games. So now trying to play 3D games is just too much for me to think about. I, I honestly, I don't know. You mean like 3d, like you can swivel the person and kind of look at it from all angles. Uh I think when I had it on the Wii, you could only see it from like two different angles, but I think the last time I played it, cause I got a really old Xbox and I literally went to GameStop, bought the oldest Xbox and then just bought all the Lego games and played (laughs) them for like a month and then threw it all away. (laughs) I was like, this is wasting my time. Damn, I would have took that. Up, I should but. be focusing on school or yeah. or studying or something important. But no, I think I kept the games. I ended up throwing away the Xbox because it was just a pain in the butt. It was like wired and all that. And I was like, you know, eventually I'll just buy myself a new one. But I it's they're just easier to do. I don't know. Um, they're still like challenging, like the further you go into the game, like the more challenging the challenges get, but mm-hmm they're still so much fun it's just it's a blast it's a good fucking time I'm a little Nintendo freak too like I love uh me and my husband just bought a switch so (gasps) you know yes so nice so you can play all the N64 games on them Super Nintendo regular Nintendo uh and then Sega so 
I was huge on N64. So I'm all, I've been playing like Mario Kart, Mario Tennis for the past week and just like whooping Jesse's ass. But it's just so fun because with the Switch, if you guys don't know about it, you can take the controllers off and put it on a dock and then you can connect it to your TV or you put the controllers back on and then you can take it with you on the go. So it's a like movable plat like game. One of my, um, one of our like little family friends, me and my brother's friend, he has one. And whenever he comes over, he'll bring it. And we all like, he can hook it up to the TV, like you were saying, and then we'll play it that way. But those are so clutch. You know what else I liked? And I really want to buy one. I've been looking at them on eBay. I want to buy a Game Boy. Yes. That's what the Switch kind of reminds me of. It's very similar because you have it in your hands and you can play it as like yeah. a- like the ds like you remember the ds but i loved the the game boy like the flip up game boy with the little light like you could like oh god oh peak time in my memory was going on car rides and having the game boy but the screen doesn't light up so you have to plug in the light yeah you got to turn on the dome light yeah i mean i don't think my game boy lit up from the back i think it was so old that you had to have the light on in the car yeah yeah you like well mine the screen never lit up so they had this little thing where you could you could like plug in it was like a little bendy light and you could bend it over the screen so you could see the the screen and the um the 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 little like controllers yeah it's kind of like a reading light on yes the exactly the exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep 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 I had the the Pokemon the Ruby edition oh my god god and the silver whoo bussin who just slammed that tetris game on the game boy oh hell yeah (laughs) you're like i like the simpler things that's for like smart people yep any like old game like as long as it doesn't take too much brain power i'm good does does your husband like does is he like game like does he game like when you met him, did he game? <laughs> he is like, so I told him like, I have, I'm traumatized from like a previous relationship where this guy, like all he did, my ex-boyfriend just freaking played games all day long and he would never come to bed. And that, that's like one of my things, like, I want you to come to bed when I go to bed. So my husband, I told him this, like when we were first reading, I'm like, please don't be like a huge gamer. Like it's fine if you play games, but just like not all day long. So he he used to be a gamer. He used to have like a LAN setup. And it, for people who are gamers, they'll know what that is. I have no idea what that is. It's like a bunch of computers that his friends put together to play games. Like so nerdy. So <laughs> nerdy. But now he he kind of like toggles between he's got a PlayStation 4, I think. And now that we have just gotten the switch, he's like back into it. He'll like bring the switch to bed, but now I can just pass out because it's not that big. Yeah, yeah. Now I want like, now I want to play games. (laughs) I know we're gonna be playing video games after this recording. For real, I know. I'm like about to go to back to, um, game supply or whatever the game supply. (laughs) Game (laughs) stop. Game stop. Oh God. I don't know. Okay. So moving on to our next question, because I'm sure you guys are tired of talking about video games. Um, Emma, do you collect random things and what are they? I, hmm, I collect like a lot of random things, but like, honestly, like mine, the definitely, 
this is embarrassing bears bro i got bear. like way oh, yeah. too many bear things like bear memorabilia like i just recently went to an antique store and there's this bear there was this bear and it's dressed up it has like a flannel on with like a corduroy vest and a corduroy cap and corduroy pants and I went in and I was like, you know, no, I don't need that because I already bought like two other bear rocks. So this would be like the third bear item I've picked up on the trip. And, you know, I just, I, I, I broke, I broke, we were in the middle of dinner and I had to get up from dinner and go back down to the antique store before they closed to buy the bear. Um, the little, it's like a little, it's like a porcelain, like figurine. It's honestly so creepy. Like it's creepy how much bear stuff I have. So you just got a little shelf of bears somewhere? No, they're like everywhere. You know, when you go to like a horse person's house and there's like a horse there and a horse here and a horse there, it's kind of like that, but with bears. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have a similar like weird collecting thing that I do. So I love rocks, which is like, like, oh my God. Um, yeah, you like rocks on it because I have I, a freaking massive collection. I love rocks, but it just depends on what kind of rocks. Like, I'm a big one. Like, when I go on walks, I collect rocks. Yeah. I'm not like, one to- for like going to the crystal store. It is fun no. though. I, it depends. Like, I'll go to the crystal store, but not like it has to be like in the vicinity of where I'm traveling to. Like, yeah. Justin took me to one when we were doing a road trip. And then, and this place was like a massive rock shop. So, and it had all kinds of gems it was super cool but typically I just pick up rocks like on my travels just randomly like on the side of the road or you know at the beach so I do have like a crap ton of rocks you guys and then I got into like rock tumbling last oh my god I want a rock tumbler so bad dude stop stop well I couldn't get one when I was younger because I grew up pretty make so much noise yeah and and my mom just like couldn't afford one I don't think because I remember just being like anyone who has a rock tumbler is like a cool kid (laughs) but you know what I realized even if you do like rock tumbling takes a freaking long time there's like four phases so it takes a whole month to actually get it to like Mm -hmm. the stage and then it doesn't technically like polish your rocks like you would think like when you go to a rock store and the rocks all shiny and stuff no that is not what the rock tumbler does it just like smooths it and then I'm like how do you get it to that shiny level there's they don't have that with the rock tumbler I have no idea you have to like put like different grit in it like my brother had one from national geographic dude that thing was so loud it was in his bedroom in his bathroom and he'd sleep with it on but you could hear it from downstairs and it was just like all the time and you had to leave it on for like months at a time but you'd have to like take it out then like dump the first grit and then you'd put in like different size like there there were like little metal like x's that you could put in there then once you were done with that you could put in like a different kind of grit and depending on like how long you do it for and what kind of grits you get <laughs> what kind of grits you get <laughs> then yeah oh my god I can't even with this conversation there's four grit levels dude no but I'm telling you I had four grits I had the same exact one as your brother literally it's like the first one you put it in for 10 days the second one another 10 and then yep. 15 and then 10 or something like that where it's a, whole a, month. It takes a whole month but it still does not shine your rock shine them. Yeah. like how you find them in this store so I'm like do we need to paint it with nail polish like what do we got to do to make it that shiny because it's not cool unless it's shiny 
Yeah, I don't know though. I've been seeing a bunch of stuff online where they're where they're starting to like find out that a lot of crystals are fake, like they're making them with glass. And I wonder if maybe why some of them, I know some of them they have to be naturally shiny, but I wonder if they like a lot of the rocks that we've grown up seeing or like going into the crystal store and seeing, I wonder if they're fake. I think about that all the time. Like when I go into a rock store, I'm like, do I feel like an energy from this rock? And then if I don't, I'm like, oh, it's obviously fake. <laughs> like, nope. Just Shine your fake. flashlight through it. We got a bomb. Like, hold it at different angles. Apparently somebody was like, if you scratch it, like it'll make a different kind of noise. There's a bunch of different ways to tell if rocks are fake, but honestly, I have no clue how they get them shiny. I'm about Wax. to go inspect like all my crystals, dude. Like, are these real? I need to hold them and see if the energy is there. Give them to your cats. Apparently, if like your cats won't smell them or like go close to them, it's not real. Not. That's a good test. I got three cats to test it on. So I'm doing it. People are going to listen to this episode and get to the end and be like, I don't <laughs> know why I would ever trust anything that this person <laughs> is saying after that like we get a little weird you know it's okay everybody's a little weird it's it's our podcast so if you don't like it leave nobody's (laughs) making you listen no one it's just for your own enjoyment we're all friends here for real god all right guys well we are going to be doing a giveaway soon um we're going to be giving away a copy of Billy Hoffman's new book, Intrepid Pursuit. Um, I'm going to be posting the giveaway details on Instagram. So if you are interested in getting a free copy of Intrepid Pursuit, stay tuned on the IG because I will be posting all the rules over there. So I think that's, that's it for this week's episode. Yeah. I mean, if you want to rate, subscribe, Give us a nice review. We would love to hear from you guys. It's always really appreciated. And feel free to DM us with any kind of questions you have. If you have a story and you would like to write in and us read your story, there's something that you would like to say, something you'd like to ask. Do not be shy. Um, Slide right into those DMs and Maddie and I will get back to you. So Other than that, I can't really think of anything else. That's kind of it for this week. Um, I hope everyone had a very lovely holiday season. I know a bunch of people are probably super hyped that it's done and gone and over, but I know if you're like me, you're ready for summer now. Like, let's just, let's, let's keep on moving, but can't get too ahead. It's only January 4th. But that's it for this week's episode, guys. As always, keep the blue side up and the brown side down.